Hey folks, it's Jeff Fuzzy Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you are listening to a new episode of Successfully Funded. Here we go. Let's turn it up. Turn it up. Yeah! All right, crowdfunders. How is everybody doing? Hope you guys are doing well. And hopefully your campaigns are raising millions and millions of dollars uh, in the land of crowds, uh, crowdfunding. So we have a brand new episode again today. Man, we are really coming in hot and heavy right now. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, today we're going to be talking to Ray Floor, and his campaign is for, uh, uh, for his company Learn Play. And his product is these, um, they're called half toys. And they're like these little dinosaur things for kids and adults and collectors. Um, they're, they're like little dinosaurs wearing diapers. Very, very intriguing. But his campaign is awesome. Um, so we're going to be talking to him here in just a little bit about what it takes to crowdfund a, a kid's product because we have found that that, is, that can be quite challenging and they're doing a great job. I think while we're talking, um, while we were talking on the interview, they, they end up being around $50,000 or so. Um, that's interesting. So a door just opened. Like literally, like a door just opened. Very odd. So, all right, we'll let the ghost thing happen. We'll just let that happen. So seriously, I'm just in here recording. It's just me. I'm in this office and a door just opened. I'm looking right at it here. So, wow, that was creepy. Wasn't expecting to have that. So as I was saying, we've got that conversation coming up with Ray here in just a little bit. So feel free to stay tuned. So what else is going on? Well, I still don't have my car back. If you guys listened to the last episode, if you guys are frequent listeners, thank you, number one. But number two is I still don't have my car back. Yeah, so they had to order some parts. And uh, now I'm in the uh, the gray area of I really hope I'm not paying for this considering I only bought the car on Tuesday. So yeah, if you guys don't remember, I got a new car last Tuesday and uh, Friday night I couldn't put gas in it. You know, like the pump wouldn't work. Um, so I got very very frustrated. I took the car on Saturday and said, listen, I can't put gas in it, man. Uh, that seems like a bare minimum. Uh, and uh, yeah, so they've had it since then. And uh, today's Tuesday. I, they looked at it for a split second um waiting on some parts so hopefully today i get a phone call that says hey you can come get your car because i, I kind of like my new car you know i was just like getting into it so um yeah so i still got that going on so hopefully today i uh, i get to hear from other things going on what we've got tonight i've got a big event here for innovate farmington uh it is uh, one of our local meetups here that I run. And, um, you know, we're going to be talking to somebody who does game design. And then I'm going to be talking about press outreach. So, again, if you're somebody that lives in the area and you're interested in sort of connecting with just a group of people, myself, um, we talk about innovative things going on in, uh, in Farmington, Michigan, as well as the state. And just actually everywhere. I mean, I talk about everything that uh, I think is hip and cool. So, so tonight I've got that event. So we, we should have about 30, 40 people in the room just kind of chatting around some stuff. And uh, yeah, I look forward to that as well. So again, if you're somebody who wants to connect, feel free to reach out, join our meetup and, uh, and come hang with us. Um, but yeah, so that's what some of the stuff that's going on here. Again, real busy time. We are we're currently sort of, you know, we're, we've got new people that we've hired as an agency where we're, I'm figuring out new ways to train and, and educate people on how we do things. So we've got that going on. So lots and lots of stuff, man. It's a, it's a busy time. But, um, and then, you know, we're ramping up this podcast. We're actually currently working on a brand new website for it. Uh, so I'm going to be moving up, moving a lot of our uh, episodes over there. So you're going to be able to find that at successfullyfundedpodcast.com, um, which will be great. So we're going to kind of be certain moving, separating our worlds just a little bit, just so that there's a little bit more clarity. Um, so you're going to be seeing that happening soon. So again, 
lots and lots of great stuff. Now, for you guys, I have some stuff for you. If you guys have questions that you want me to ask uh, project creators, maybe you're working on something and you're like, man, I'd love to know such and such, you know, or I'd like to get some feedback on this, feel free to reach out and let me know. Shoot me an email, jeff at woodshed.agency, and I'll be more than happy to uh, start uh, including some of those questions um, into, our, uh, into, into my interviews. Because um, again, I don't think there's anything better than talking to a project creator while they're in the middle of the campaign and, and how they got from, you know, an idea, on a, maybe on a napkin to a successfully funded Kickstarter. That is a lot of work. A lot of steps have to happen. So, so that's one thing. Number two is if you are a, um, if you like what you're hearing, make sure you hit the subscribe button. We're putting out healthy amount of episodes. We're trying to do two a week right now. Um, and we're going to be starting to stretch out too into um, other, uh, I'm going to have some other guests on just around the startup space, just, you know maybe how to scale up, how to talk about, um, uh, how to, how to talk about finding capital. We're going to talk about crowdfunding a lot more. I think I'm going to have Sean on. We're going to do an episode just all around crowdfunding in general, like what we look at, what we're thinking about. So lots and lots and lots of stuff coming. So again, make sure you're a subscriber and, and, and come follow uh, what we're doing over here. And then last but not least, tell a friend or family um, and leave us a review. Those are two things that are, would be very, very, very helpful for us. Um, and I would very, I'd be very appreciative. So yeah, so awesome. All right, guys, that's enough of me chatting. Why don't we go ahead and listen to my conversation with Ray and we're gonna talk about, we're gonna talk about some toys. So, all right, here's my conversation. Ray. So the red light's on. The podcast is now beginning, but let's first do a quick sound check. Let's, uh, why don't you tell my listeners what you had for breakfast this morning? Um, I had oatmeal uh, with bananas, walnut, and pretty much vitamins, uh, my usual breakfast. Nice, nice. So, so that does, that was that a fancy oatmeal or just some, uh, you just put some banana and stuff in that? Nothing too fancy? Oh, no, it's actually one of those oatmeal with protein on it. It comes with bananas and things like that already. So it's pretty easy. Good, good. Sounds tasty. It's getting, getting to be about lunchtime for me around here. So uh, we're, we're eating after this uh, interview. So um, you may want to check. Let me see. Do you have a, a, some dings on? Do you have uh, notifications? Oh, yeah, I turned it off. Awesome. Cool. cool, cool, cool. Yeah, we don't want the dings going across, but uh, awesome. Well, why don't we jump, well, let's jump right into it. So why don't you tell my listeners what you're currently raising money for uh, over on Kickstarter? So what we're raising for are pretty much, uh, it's called Half Toys. There are uh, collectible toy series for children. Um, yeah, uh, pretty much. That's awesome. Now, you know, for our listeners who can't see or haven't been to the Kickstarter, you know, explain that a little bit more. What What is a half toy and, and what, what, do you, what do you mean by that? Pretty much it's a collectible series, a, to- a series of toys where um, you could open it in half. You can see the skeleton. There's puzzles inside. And it's pretty much a toy designed for children to, to engage with, to to fulfill the sensory needs from sound, from the clicking of the magnets, as well as the, the texture of the dino, I mean, the, the animals. Uh, we have multiple animals. We have dinosaurs. We have um, just, just your regular animal that you see in, on the zoo. Um, but yeah, uh, we're trying to expand our line. And uh, this one's pretty much the baby version of what we have originally. And um, yes, uh, pretty much. It's basically, we did a Kickstarter before. And um, what ended up happening was that uh, people loved our product and it was a successful uh, campaign. And then eventually we started to put animations out there of them uh, interacting with little baby dinos. <laughs> and yeah, and then 
and then uh, our our fans started uh, asking us like, hey, can you make baby dinos? Can you make baby dinos? And so uh, in response, um, we we reached out to Half Toys like, hey, can you can you make baby dinos? And so uh, we wanted to prove that uh, the people love the baby dinos. And so we started the go uh, go fund me. It's like, hey, do you want baby dinos to be to happen? And so from there, it just expanded to baby dinosaurs to little baby dino and um, baby animals. And from there, um, yeah, that's kind of like where where we are now as we're trying to make it. So what was you know? I know this is the second campaign, but what was sort of the original idea for you to even get into like kid toys? Uh, it seems like that's not something that everybody's into. So how did you guess how to get into it and start making this sort of stuff? Um, I'm actually um, what I call it before uh, before I got in uh, with the company. Um, there was the two founder. Their name was Chuck, Chuck and Daniel, and so they wanted to sell toys. Um, initially, we wanted to just sell um, uh, normal toys um, uh, via Amazon. Um, something awesome actually happened. Um, we went. They went to the New York Toy Fair to, um, just to kind of see. Um, okay, what toys can we sell? And so. Um, when, while they were looking, were searching for that toy, um, they ran into this guy named Mr. Zeng. Um, Mr. Zeng was a very interesting guy. He had a, he didn't have the actual toys yet. He only had like almost like a, a prototype concept. And so, um, and one of the things that he wanted to do was like, he wanted to create uh, this specially like this uh, really unique design toys uh, meant to not only um, for children but also almost like a collectible series. Of of animals and we just we fell in love with the idea and eventually it was just like a um what do you call that uh match made in heaven you might say um mr zeng he had all these drawings that he wanted to create and we wanted to bring it out to the u.s market so um we connected uh we connected together and it's like okay uh, let's see if people like it in the u.s and so um we did a kickstarter and from there on uh people love the design and yeah, people just love the design, and then eventually um, we got to Baby Dino one year later. So we've only been uh, around for about a year. Wow, wow, that's a lot of lot, lot of stuff going on in that in that twelve months period there. That's great. So, so what typically you know you, you mentioned kind of this process of like you know from it being a it sounds like a sketch or something along those lines, or enough to where you can kind of start to visualize. But what starts happening in the process of of making a toy like this? I mean, is it three D printing? Is it what starts to happen? Oh um, yeah, I mean, in, in their case, uh, they, they did an initial uh, 3D printing. So initially, we didn't have magnets. Uh, initially, we wanted to just like we wanted to snap it together with little dots. So, but what ended up happening was uh, the sides starting to get broken apart. They starts to be, 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 uh, call it. it becomes um, easy to break. And so we we wanted to we wanted it to be more durable um, because uh, part of our mission is like we want to create toys that people would love to have and. Uh, pass on to other people, kind of like uh, almost like those toys that uh, Funko Pops, uh, where people display. And I know the problem with those is that you just display it and then you pretty much just look at it. Um, so what we want to do is like a toy that not only can people could play with, and also they'll be proud to display it even as a child, as as uh, people are growing up, or even pass it along. So we wanted to have it like a very durable and lasting, similar to Lego. So. Yeah, so that's when we're just like, oh, the Lego product, they, they last a long time, obviously. So we got the, uh, the plastics and um, all those in place. And yeah, for the most part, uh, Mr. Zing is like handled a lot of the, the production. And um, yeah, so that's pretty much how everything, and we decided on the magnet. And from there, it's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. 
<laughs> yeah. That's really cool. What, what sort of steps have to be taken for a company who's working on uh, something in like a kid's line? Is it, is there a little bit more market research? Is it trying to identify, you know, cause again, a kid who's two and a kid who's eight, you know, completely different, right? Like they're still kids, but like, um, so how are you sort of identifying, you know, really, if you're going to play with this, you're, you're kind of in this sort of your age range or, you know, boy, girl, I mean, how, how do you sort of like walk through that? Um, honestly, we're, we're still a pretty young company and we're still trying to figure out a lot of this information ourselves. Um, so what I ended up happening was, um, we, we, we did the Kickstarter and, um, afterwards we asked our audience, uh, the email was like, Hey, who are you? Like, uh, <laughs> like, well, who are you buying the stories for? And what we've noticed, like, cause initially the, the initial intent was definitely to, um, provide children with good quality toys. And what ended up happening was uh, a lot of collectors and adults get it for themselves and so um for us we're still trying to figure those out but uh yeah like i said initially we wanted to be for children um to help uh pretty much develop the sensory needs with these toys and um we made it look so adorable that adults started to love them as, uh, as well that's cool when, when you're working on something where um you know, you're you're trying to make a product for to help kids uh the, their sensory needs and stuff you know are there like uh like I don't even know, like requirements that have to be met. I, I, I guess I'm just like, like in the, in the food world, if you make a food product, like you have the FDA and you have these like government programs, does that stuff sort of exist when, when you're going down that, that the rabbit hole you guys did? Oh, to the, to the sensory field. Um, to be honest, we're like that one. It's, it's, we don't have an exact yet. All, uh, we had, the only thing we had, uh, was a, a doctor uh, that works in the children field. Um, when we were at the New York Toy Fair, they went to our table and they were, they were playing with our toys. And one of the things that she told, uh, that they told us uh, is that these are sensory toys. And so we kind of played around with that idea is the fact that, because they, they were talking about like how our toys has all these like sensory needs that children have, which are visual, um, tactile, uh, and pretty much auditory, including the magnets, snapping of the magnets. So it has, uh, it has to have more than two sensory um, it has to, okay, it has to, I don't, the, the words coming out of my mouth, um, two sensory, it has to provoke two sensory needs on, uh, for a child. There you go. Uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's gotta, it, so it's gotta meet like two requirements to sort of fill, fit into this sort of, uh, this type of toy. It's interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, so, I mean, as a young company, you know, and you guys, and this is exactly who our audience is, you know, what are the things that sort of keep you up at night? Like, what's the, you know, is it cash flow? Is it new products? Is it a combination of everything? Like, just as a young company, it's only a year old. What are you guys sort of, you know, keeping you up and, and you're worried about all the time? Oh, yeah, um, that's a good question. Um, I, I would say everything. Um, this this a lot of a little bit of everything that keeps us up. Like, for example, our customer service. Uh, recently, we had um, an error with our shipping. It's like we we mistook like I, um, we pretty much uh, we did a pre-launch, and what ended up happening was um, we accidentally sent a lot of our toys to the people that didn't order pre-launch, and if we only had limited amount of um, supplies, and what do you call that? So what ended up happening is shifted, and the other half of our uh, the, our customers never got their item, and so. So that's one of the things, and other files is definitely um, cash flow is definitely one of those things. Well, luckily uh, we're fortunate uh, enough to have um, 
a lot of investors that uh, trust us. And um, so that, and as well as um, pretty much working with the, how, how are we gonna show it to more people? So we're always playing with that idea. So I think it's a little bit of everything. I'm thinking about marketing, cash flow, thinking about like how, how to engage your customers, all those things. And we're still trying to figure out like, okay, where do we really belong? Cause uh, it's being, being in first year, we're still trying to look for a, our, our, our place. Uh, I think what we have going for us is this amazing design that people love. And we're just trying to figure out how to reach more people. Sure, sure. How about how about like on the other side of that? I mean, you know, since you guys are young and new, what what are like the exciting things like? Like, what are the 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 little wins where you're like, man, that was awesome. You know, I don't know maybe it's getting a review or something. But what are the little wins for you guys? Oh yeah, no, definitely. Um, the wins. Uh, it's definitely when people comment to us, it's like, hey, this helped my child. Um, people would email us saying like, hey, I'm really grateful for this because um, not only like do you have this animal that like people don't really have in terms of toys and looks. And it helps uh, somebody to fulfill that. A lot of uh, people that message us as people uh, who had ADHD, they said it helped them. Um, uh, obviously, we don't want to, it's like, hey, our, our toy solves ADHD. No, uh, it's just people that message us saying that I helped them with ADHD. And some people, um, actually, a girl messaged me recently saying that she, she was a very depressive state. And um, she said our toys made her feel good. And for us, uh, we, we, never, we never intended it to be that way, but the fact that it helps somebody in that sense, it makes us very happy. And yeah, it's just, it's just the messages from people and, um, and seeing, uh, obviously, um, seeing us uh, being, getting attention from like, people like you guys and everyone else, and we're grateful. Yeah, that's really awesome. That's great. Well, let's flip over a little bit to the actual Kickstarter campaign, which is why we're talking about. So like right now you're running the campaign and this one is for the the baby T-Rexes, correct? <laughs> right? That's what this Kickstarter is for. So as the day that we're talking, you have about 17 days to go um, and you, you're over $51,000 with ten uh, with a, 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 over a thousand backers. So like this campaign is clearly people are resonating with it big time. What was some of the pre-launch conversations or strategies that you were putting together, you know, as you're going into your second campaign to have the success that you're having? Like, what were some of the things you were talking about behind the scenes? Um, I, I think a lot of it um, has to do with in our initial audience. Um, trying to get to, so, okay, how do we, um, how do we reach people? Uh, who do we get in touch with? Um, what kind of offers can we put out there that people would like and enjoy I mean, it's still an ongoing conversation. Even right now, we're, we're trying to figure out, it's like, we're 51,000. Is there something else that we could offer our audience? Um, something we could give to them that they love and enjoy. And, you know, I think this is really, uh, I'm trying to figure it out too. Uh, well, uh, yeah, it's just a conversation. It's like, what do we offer? It's like, oh, do, would people love this, uh, this product? Like, what kind of um, um, image can we use that people like love our toys even more? It's, and yeah, it's, like I said, it's still like new. Yeah. Well, was there any sort of like, maybe like internal metrics you were trying to get to? So sometimes I hear, you know, people are like, oh, I want to have, you know, 3,000 emails, 10,000 emails. Like, like, was there a metric though that you were looking at of like, hey, if we're, if we do this, we're ready to launch? Or was it just having the product in order and stuff? Was there anything like that? Oh yeah, so we're just the the only the ideas. I mean, the only thing that we did in the beginning when we were start trying to launch is like, I wonder if people would like this. Like, let's let's just put it, like I don't know. Like, let's just put it out there. Um, let's see if people like it. And I guess people do like it. <laughs> and yes, yeah, it wasn't like something fancy. I was like, oh, we has to be this, it has to be that. It's more like, okay, we have this cool idea. 
and our audience seems to like it. Let's see if other people, any other people would like it. And kind of that's where we're at now. And yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. That's cool. Was there ever any conversations around, and, and this is something that we've seen as an agency working on, on our own kid products, is that kid products can be challenging just because by the time you guys deliver it, the kids might be, might have grown out of it, you know, or they might be too old or something like that. Was there any concern around that uh, going to back to Kickstarter for this type of product or not at all? Um, honestly, not at all. Um, I think when um, going into it, a lot of, a lot of it is we based it on, um, what do you call that? Uh, Sorry, I have a blank mind right now. <laughs> kind of nervous. But uh, um, can you repeat your question again? One more time. Yeah, well, I was just wondering if there was, you know, so sometimes with, with kid products, um, you know, the kids can outgrow the product that they that the, the parent might have ordered because you're doing manufacturing. That sort of stuff. So was there any, like, conversation around, hey, maybe Kickstarter is not the right way to launch this product? Oh, okay, okay. Now I get your question. It, like, uh, people outgrow our product by the time it was uh, uh, otherwise. Um, no, actually, we're, our product is actually set to arrive this March, so it's actually pretty quick. So as soon as we, um, at the very start, we, we, we actually reach our goal our first day. Um, and so we kind of just told the, the manufacturers, uh, our partners overseas, like, hey, um, all right, let's make this happen. <laughs> so, all right, so we pretty much ordered um, a good amount, and then um, they're, they're already working on it over there, so it's all, I would say it's almost ready to go. Um, we're going to be, I think it should be ready in the next couple of days uh, to be able to ship over here. Um, yeah, so it was pretty quick. It's, it's really a quick process. Um, we already had the like, idea in mind. So, okay, this is what's going to, because they've, they've done it before over there. And so it's just a matter of like, does people like it? And then from there on, um, let's get started. Yeah, gotcha. Has there been anything sort of weird in your dashboard or something that you didn't expect? Like, oh, we've got a whole bunch of backers in Norway or, or anything that's like, like sort of stood out as something you definitely weren't expecting? Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Um, so when we did it, a lot of people actually messaged, messaged us. It's like, hey, um, we have people who wants to, who wants, who people in Croatia wants to do invest, people from Europe. And um, for us, that's actually pretty challenging. It was very surprising, but at the same time, it's a little challenging too. We actually haven't opened up to a lot of other countries um, because of uh, the shipping issues. And it's still something that we're still trying to figure out. It's like, um, once they get over here um, to the U.S. and how do we ship it over there? And is it more, it's more expensive? And plus, like, it gets a lot of packages that we've sent from experience before gets lost because it's overseas. And so, I don't know. We definitely see a lot of like messages from a lot of people from other countries and messaging us like, hey, can you make this available here? And right now, um, it's not yet available and you know, we're still trying to figure that out. That's cool. What What is, you know, in a campaign that sort of has the energy that yours has right now, what are the, some of the things that you have to do just to stay up to up on all the communication, you know, the emails you're mentioning that are coming in? How, how are you, you know, managing and maintaining time? And, and just making sure that you're not uh, not letting anything slip through the cracks? Honestly, it's mainly me. Um, I'm, I'm always like on a computer 24 seven. Um, so yeah, so I'm, uh, on top of running, I learned play. I also like uh, go on our, every single message, just make sure I don't miss it. And I do have uh, someone helping me with the social media stuff. But for the most part, um, I do a lot of the, the communication myself. Because I like being able to like, um, 
you know, just be able to understand what our audience want. And I think one of the great ways to actually be the person to be involved with communications, at least from the beginning. Yeah. Are there any tools that you use that help sort of automate some of this stuff at all to any degree? Like communication-wise? Yeah, just, just staying up on stuff. You know, is there anything that you're doing that somebody else could maybe try in their campaigns? No, um, we're not doing any communi- uh, automation yet. Yet, I'm, I'm saying yet because I think uh, in the future we're, we will be. But right now, uh, I think it's crucial. Uh, one of the things I, I, like, I like the most about our company is we're able to communicate to them um, in person. And um, I think uh, right now, um, maybe in the future, uh, we'll be using the automation, but for now, no. What, you know, so what starts to happen? I mean, I know you guys have already like pushed the go button on some of the manufacturing stuff, but you know, with, with the campaign ending in, the, in 17 days, money starts in, starting to drop, uh, whatever, I think it's like 14 days after that or whatever it is. What starts to happen in terms of, you know, is it looking at designs? Is it looking at prototypes still? Is it just order, go, start shipping? I mean, what, what starts to happen for you guys? Um, that's, this is pretty much you're pretty much spot on. Um, so we we did that. So it's on the go, and now we're just trying to figure out. Okay, now this is this is happening. Now what can we do next? Um, I think this is just a step a stepping stone for us. Like okay, um, this this is pretty cool. People are ordering products. I think let's go let's let's, let's uh, ship the products. I mean let's order the products and have it shipped to our customers. And then from there, it's really just trying to figure out. Okay, how how are they uh, going to respond? Um, okay, uh, what can we uh, do to um, what other designs can we um, introduce to them that people will love? So really right now, um, we're just focusing on our designs and just trying to give more to our customers that already love our products. That's cool. What What is the next year sort of look like as a whole? I mean, is it, again, you kind of mentioned it, but like, is it new designs? But at some point, is it all of these these toys starting to create like a universe to some degree, right? Where they all kind of interact? Is it something like that? Yeah, no, definitely. Um our goal is to have uh, every animals in the world like possible, and we also we also have some designs already starting uh, human anatomy, and eventually they'll have like internal organs that people could uh, to, uh, dissect and things like that. Uh, and yeah, so we have a lot of ideas out there. Um, you know, I, I think it's all time will tell whether we'll be able to create all of that. But yeah. Yeah. How about let's go a little bit farther out. Let's go five years out. Like, what is this sort of you know, the whole big idea for learn play, is it becoming a staple in, you know, every school system? Is it, you know, what, what are some of the big, big, huge dreams that you guys have? Um, we don't have any crazy dreams. Um, the, I think the craziest dream is like, we just want to have all these awesome animals and that people can love and enjoy. And that's essentially the vision we have right now. I think it could change. But right now it's like, we have all these cool ideas. Like, oh, I have this cool design. I just want people, more people to see it. I want people to have it. And I think it's more of like towards that direction. But um, but like I said, it could change, who knows? Uh, Yeah. Very cool, very cool. Well, where can people find out more information outside of the Kickstarter? How can they dive in and start learning about what you guys are working on? Um, You could reach us at learnplay.com or, and we're also very active on our social media on Learnplay. Uh, Inc. Inc. and Instagram, they're all pretty much the same. Uh, learn uh, Facebook.com/slash Learn Play Inc. Um, yes. 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of your day. I mean, I, as somebody who runs a lot of Kickstarters, I know it's busy right now. So, uh, I appreciate you taking some time out and talking to my listeners. I think this is a phenomenal campaign. I think it's a, you know, and you're right. The, the toys are very cute. I can see why people get them sort of instantly, you know, like, yeah, that's cute. I like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I wish you guys nothing but success. And I, again, like I said, appreciate you taking time out of your day. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it as well. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. Bye now. All right. How about that conversation with Ray? It's a little bit of a challenging one. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's kind of going back through it and stuff. There was a, a lot of moments of like, I don't, I don't know. And I'm always, I'm always kind of stumped when I, I get on a, uh, on a call with somebody and they just kind of stumble upon success, which is what it sounds like here. I'm just like, yeah, we didn't do much, you know? And, and a couple things too, is like, if you go to their campaign page, this, this project is a bit of an anomaly. Like there's no video, um, which we find really limits your chances of success. So man, for whatever they're doing, this is a phenomenal product that clearly people are really into. So great, great, great conversation. It's always intriguing for me to sort of weave my way through these things and learn about what, what people are doing out there. Um, but okay, again, like I said, if you guys enjoy what you're listening to, make sure you're a subscriber, make sure you leave a review and uh, follow us, follow us, go to go on all the social media channels, type in Woodshed Agency, Jeff Fuzzy Wenzel, you can find us, hit some likes, react, come be a part of our world here. We'd love to have you. So, all right, guys, let's listen to some music and uh, I'll see you guys all down the road. <laughs>